0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nightline. Nightlines Live, number six. Today, we're letting the ladies take over. Um, only thing is none of them showed up. Just kidding. All right. First one on the list, we have Miss Betty Jean from Ohio. Hi, Betty. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Next, we have Violet from Illinois. Violet Tally.
1: Hi, guys.
0: We have D Fields. Hello, Kentucky. everyone. Paula Smith from Tennessee, Hi, and Tanya from Mo, uh, Mo's Homesteading. Uh, f- she's from Missouri. How are you, ladies, doing tonight?
2: Fantastic! Great.
0: Very good. I really want to thank you awesome. all for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to give everybody a, a look at, at, at what fishing is from the beginner. To the competition or the competitors out there most um, most Mo's waving over there Mo will um, sure. be as good as the rest of them in no time to uh, uh uh not the novice but the experienced anglers so uh, again, thank you very much for showing up. Uh, I want everybody to know in uh, um, in the uh, in the chat room today if you have any questions, post them up there uh, I will post them up for the ladies to look at and if they have any uh, uh they'll answer them for you. Uh, Hopefully one or multiple of them will be able to do that. So uh, excellent. Uh, Let's see who we have in the house here. We have 24 people watching so far. That'll that'll get a little more. Let's see what we got here, participants. Let's say hello to Avid, Avid Freshman. What's going on? Uh, Norm from Catfish Headhunters. How are you? Fence Seeker TV. Hello. Fishing with the Chad. That's uh, Mrs. Mr. D, right? Mr. D's in the house. Uh, Hunting and Stuff with J&J. Thank you for checking out. That's a new name. Uh, James Dockery Fishing, uh, J-Dog Blackburn, JP3, what's going on? Uh, Kentucky Catman Outdoors Adventures, what's going on, Jim? LG Bass, uh, Mr. Morello, how are you doing, sir? Uh, Mike Greenwood, Mike Irvin, Mike, to- Mike Toomer? Turner. Turner, I'm sorry. M.O. Um, uh, Creek Fishing, what's going on, my friend? Uh, Muskrat Adventures, how are you, Roger? Not a clue fishing, one-ton fishing club, uh, outside with the haze. Stan Smith, what's going on, Stan? Stephen Corley, uh, Tim Molina's in the house. I see Buckeye Catfishing just came in, too. Uh, Don Burns, how are you? Uh, Lyle from Catfish Weekly, what's going on, Lyle? I just saw him pop up here. Uh, Hooked Catfish, what's going on, Jonathan? How are you, sir? All right, folks. Um, So why don't we start? uh, We'll 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 start with Paula. Paula, how are you?
2: I am doing fantastic. Don Burns is my first cousin. He lives in Alabama. Hey, hey, Don.
0: How are you, Don? Paula, since uh, tell you, I guess she says hello. How are you? (laughs) All right, Paula. So a little bit about yourself. You you uh. Um, you fish a lot of tournaments, right? You're basically catfishing tournaments. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't fish as many tournaments as I would like to, because this 2020 has been crazy, which we all know that. Uh, mm-hmm. but I do fish if I'm not working, sleeping, I'm fishing. So, um, my, my main goal is always to go out and catch the bigger fish.
0: That I know. Can you tell us what your uh, PB blue is?
2: My personal best blue. I don't want to be known by this catfish. Okay, my personal
0: then
2: we- best is 88 pounds. A couple months prior to that, I caught an 82. And uh, my personal best flathead is a
0: 52. Wow.
3: That,
0: that's incredible. That's that's. Those are awesome fish. Uh, I just want everybody to know that they're dealing with somebody who knows what they're doing, not that they would doubt that in any way, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to let everybody know that you are serious about what you're doing, not to to to, to make sure you're known just by that fish. So Then again, it is better to be known than forgotten, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, and from Illinois, we have Violet Talley. How are you, Violet? Hi, how are you? Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about your tournament fishing
1: um well i'm a bass tournament fisherman um i just started tournaments last year officially i started in a bass club um actually i never wanted to do tournaments i hated the whole thought of it i didn't want to fish under pressure um i just wanted to go out and shore fish and then i eventually got a kayak and then somebody introduced me to a bass club and they said you know we do tournaments here i said ah, okay I'll, I'll try it i'll see how i like it first tournament i was addicted I want to do tournaments the whole time. I did so – I think I had, what, four tournament series this year alone. And this is only my second year. And we took sixth place overall and second place overall in the team in one division. And I just – it wasn't enough. I kept, I kept adding on tournaments. And I was doing tournaments every weekend and then every Wednesday night. So, yeah, I was, I was a little obsessed. So, um, But I think it's the whole it's the whole atmosphere. I'm very competitive and it kind of forces you to think differently when you do a tournament as opposed to fun fishing so i think your skill level really gets bumped up when you're when you're put under that pressure and you have to think fast you know um as opposed to just kind of fishing on your own time so um but yeah i've, I've done some tournament fishing uh, this year i was i'm hoping to do go um do some more tournaments next year uh maybe some bigger tournaments and just you know could just kind of feel feel the way see how see how it goes i mean i'm not looking to be some big flw champion or anything like that but if it happens to the opportunity presents itself i'm going to take it but as far as um you know i just i just like fishing the whole community and kind of um like what it's all about just being involved in the fishing community all together uh whether it's tournaments or not whether it's winning first or not it doesn't matter to me as much because I just want to be in that, in the company of people who have the same mindset. And it's, it's just, it's been a blessing all the way through
0: definitely understandable that's one of the, that's pretty much the only reason why i started my well one of a, a couple of minor other reasons but one, one of the reasons i started doing this in my youtube channel is so i can you know get in front of and and have exposure to like-minded people in the sport and stuff mm-hmm. so i'm really grateful i am i mean i mean look look at the level of of anglers i have on my show tonight i'm, I'm pretty happy about that mm-hmm. um all right d how are you d i'm doing good D just comes off the uh from her and uh uh Chad running the couples tournament online. Uh how did you finish in that tournament, D?
3: Uh we came in fourth, tied with K mm-hmm. and B anglers.
0: And and the winner of that had twenty three catfish, correct, Mr. Creel?
3: Yes, he did.
0: So you guys yeah, did. Yeah, I, I
3: would love to have a day like that. <laughs>
0: you guys would. You guys did very well. That was that was really fun. I, I I had the opportunity to host for one or co-host for one of the days, and I watched all four days. It was it was actually real neat. And I know a lot of people are saying that tournaments are going to go this way online and such, and I think it's a good thing, especially you know this day and age. Uh, okay. And tell us a little bit about you, D. Um.
3: Well, I am actually. Not quite as new at fishing as Mo, but, um, you know, growing up, my uh, stepdad took us fishing, but he did not make it enjoyable, so I didn't fish Mm. for years, even after Chad and I were together, but um, in the last year, year and a half, I realized I don't have any hobbies. The only thing I do is work, and I was like, I need a hobby. Chad enjoys this. Let, Let me go see what it's about. I'll tell you what, it took me to my first tournament, caught a big fish, and I, you know, on a couples tournament, I took my first hook out of a fish, you know. <laughs> so it, it's been a really fun uh, thing that we can enjoy together.
0: You're, I, I have to say, you're a natural out there. You do fantastic. I, I really mean I, it. It's always fun to watch you guys fish. Uh, and I always look forward to seeing you, Chad. Uh, a little bit, but yeah, I like watching I know. deep fish. But I got to bring
3: him more. around. No. <laughs> all
0: right, Betty Jean, how are you, my friend?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, Betty. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your fishing experience, what you love about the sport.
4: All right. Well, I'm from Ohio. Um, I am a nurse, and I would much rather just fish all the time. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. I really knew, um, I fish with some hand fishing and stuff like that. Um, just got into catfishing a little over a year ago, hooked, love it. Um, but I love all fishing really. I mean, I cross with my mom a lot, um, and catfish with my husband, so yeah,
0: Very nice. we can we can hear you, Betty, but we're still having a little hard time hearing you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I'd hate for people not to hear what you're saying. That's the only reason why I bring it up. So.
3: I don't
0: know why you can't hear me. Oh, it just... I know, Betty's talking
3: louder than that. Yeah, but... I, I don't
0: know, that's
3: weird.
0: I Very, don't know strange. To it. Very strange. We've got Tanya from Moe's Homesteading. How are you, Tanya? I'm fabulous. How are you? Good. And you, uh... I know you showed uh, a lot of interest in wanting to get involved in fishing and stuff, so I figured you'd be great to have on the show as well. Uh, yeah, I really see you in a lot great. of the live streams and such. What, what What is it about fishing that's drawing you to this crowd and the, 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 the sport of fishing?
5: I think it's more um, I'm trying to learn new things, and so I set up all these new things to learn every year, like this year raised meat chickens and, you know, then we started trying to find other things in our environment. Now, you know, what could we do? Well, we're not hunters, really. You know, we haven't gone, we haven't thought about learning to do that yet. And uh, my husband's uncle gave us some fishing rods when we moved here. And so, and that was five years ago. So we met some friends that are, that are some homesteaders that live outside of town and they do hunting and fishing and all of these things, and they were getting married, right? I know this is the longest story ever, but they were getting married, <laughs> and she decided to sell her boat, and they kept his. They both were fishermen, and so they said, do you guys want a boat? We're like, well, we're guess we're learning to fish now. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, okay, I better figure out, and since then, it's kind of progressed on to You know, I need to learn how to do this the right way, and we want to, you know, be self-sufficient from the homesteading standpoint. So I think it's more that than the tournaments, although Violet's got me all excited about learning how to do tournaments because that sounds fun, you know. So I guess we'll see.
0: Fantastic. All right, we got a question already from uh, Roger over at Muscarat Adventures. He says, what is the one thing – the men of catfishing can do to make their trips more enjoyable. I imagine that's for you ladies. How about get out of the way? That would be my. uh... That
3: was what I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: You guys can go go ahead and answer that on your own.
5: I'll be honest. I don't know yet. I I'm I was so excited the first time we went out on the boat and I've only been out there once so I don't I'm yeah it's all going to be
0: fun for me loosen up
2: money. that that'd be my advice loosen up
0: mm-hmm. why are you finding the men being uptight when they go fishing with you.
2: Well, not necessarily with me, but, you know, you see him out there like on tournament day, it's just like, you know, we're over here fishing, you know. And and besides, I'm mad at Muskrat because i seen where he went to Alabama and he's been just complaining about not being able to come to Tennessee. So I don't want to hear no more excuses from him.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Muskrat's been a... Called out Roger's in
3: trouble. (laughs) Jim
0: Catman uh, said, I heard Violet can speak Polish. Yes, I'm floating Polish.
1: I mean, I'm a little rusty, but yes, I'm floating Polish. My parents still speak Polish. They live in Chicago, and I grew up speaking Polish. But uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I speak Polish too, Jim, just so you know. Yeah. Not as well as Violet, but. Yeah, you you
1: have to learn how to pronounce your your last name, and then that's impressive.
0: Okay, hold on this. You ready? I made this up just for people who ask how to say my last name. Does that make sense to anybody?
1: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah,
1: that's what
0: I would have said. All right. Let's see if we have any other questions. So what kind of topics do you ladies want to bring up? What's important to you? Let's start with Paula.
2: Why you always want to start with me? Uh what is important to me?
0: Sorry, Paula.
2: <laughs> pick on Paula. i tell you what's important to me is for women to be recognized for their ability, for their skill. Um, I feel like women, you know, a lot of women do get recognized, but we don't get the recognition that we deserve. You know, Um and, and I, I, I understand it's a man's world. I mean, it always has been. But uh, as for me, uh, I can hang with the best of them, you know, and, and a lot of these women can also. And I feel like that we should get just as much exposure or um, I just feel like that uh, women deserve uh Women deserve more credit than they get for their fishing abilities.
0: I agree 100%. I was always a fan of this, I don't care what age gender, sex, whatever you are, fishing is fishing. I mean, anybody can turn turn a handle on a rail and, and cast a line. So um, I, I don't see why anybody would hold any of those things against anybody. So it really makes no sense to me, which is a, another one of the reasons I wanted to make sure we did this. Uh, and it's competition, too. People are going to use whatever they can to get into your head and into your mind, too, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. that's okay. You could, I know, I know a lot of people that can handle it just well. Uh let's see.
5: Let me can I say something to that? So you my can. husband just walked by. Um and he he said, "Amen to that." You know, basically, he was like that. He didn't like it in the surfing competitions and the surfing world and stuff like that that the girls were the women were just as strong as some of the male surfers and you know, didn't get the recognition that they should have got there. So he when he walked by, he heard you talking like, yeah, Oh, uh.
4: You know, and it's kind so of like we're
2: pushed to the back.
4: Yeah. Sorry, guys. You know,
2: and uh, like, for instance, you know, I'm sure each and every one of you, uh, if you can't, you will uh, learn how to operate a boat. Be able to go fishing by yourself without a man. Uh, learn to do it all by yourself as a woman, because we can do it uh each and every one of us.
5: Mm-hmm. And by the
2: way, that's trapping the road right there. Just have to say. I, I'm the old goose in the in the courtyard, you know, but I'm not stopping until I get the state record. You know, you you get you set your goal and you go after it. And if you don't, you know, if I leave this world and I don't have the state record, I still won by going after
3: it.
0: I hear you. I, 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 I can Appreciate that 100%. One ton fishing says, Who was the biggest influence to get y'all into fishing? How about you? I can barely hear you, Betty. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave
4: and come back.
0: Okay, maybe that'll work. I'll bring you right back in. When I started fishing, there wasn't a
2: lot of women fishing, so Steve Douglas was one of my, you know, that's who I started watching, and uh, of course he's one of my sponsors, and uh, that's really what got me, Palomino Cats got me big time, you know, they asked me that question, and I was like, uh-oh, but there wasn't that many women fishing, and uh so I was watching Steve Douglas, and that's really what encouraged me. And, of course, I, I've been fishing since I was a, a tiny kid on the Buffalo River. That's, that was our, you know, everything to do, fishing and creek fishing, pond fishing,
0: country life. The Good life. How about you, Violet? Who is your biggest influence in your life? You had mentioned your husband doesn't fish, so it had right. to come from somewhere, right? Not that it relies on your husband, but right. it's, it's hard to do.
1: Well, I started fishing when I was about three years old. My my parents, you know, being from Poland, they were traditional carp fishermen. Mm-hmm. So we would just, or, or fish for anything that bites. And it was mostly carp. And I actually have a photo of my first fish as a three-year-old holding that fish. And they said that ever since then, I've just been absolutely just addicted to fishing. And my dad is really the one who was who actually started all that. He had a tiny little Lund bow with a little mercury tiller motor. And um, he would take us out, especially in the summer, every weekend, and just fun fish, you know. And he never went past the worm and bobber. He never threw lures. He never threw anything artificial. It was always live bait, worm and bobber. And I gotta tell you to this day, because of that influence, I still get excited seeing that bobber go down. I'll stare at it for 15 minutes straight. And it's even though I'm a big bass tournament fisherman and, and there's all kinds of strategy and things involved, That little red and white bobber still gets me just as excited (laughs) to this day. And so I would say my dad was my biggest influence. But after about the age of 12 or 13, when I kind of got into high school, um, he sold the boat and kind of it all went away. And he just once in a while. So I I really took it up on my own with, um, you know, with with YouTube and the Internet and and just watching everybody fish around me. I kind of had to take the reins on my own and, and figure things out. But my dad was really my biggest influence.
0: Yeah, I think that's a definitely a similarity in between the sexes is there comes that point in life where you, you step up and you, you kind of take it for your own. Yeah. Um, and my my story is like identical to Violet's being, you know, brought up in, in a Polish family. It, it, it's, it was like an event. It, it was like, vac- like a day vacation, go out to the lake with the whole family and stuff. So definitely can relate with that. How about you, Betty? Let's see if we got sound from you. Can we hear you?
4: Can
0: you hear me? Yeah, it's a little better.
4: A little bit? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll try to stay close so you can hear me. Um, Brandon, my husband. So, um, I fished when I was a kid some, but as far as really getting into it to really learn, um, and we're doing it together. Um, neither one of us are professionals, so, but he's my fishing buddy.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, let's see what we got here. D, you had mentioned it, uh. You, you did start earlier on in life with your uh, stepfather, right? It just moved into to being with Chad. Right. So, let's see. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, actually, too, you know, you know, Chad and I have been together for years, but it was kind of when he would go fishing, I was like, "Ooh, he's going fishing, I can do whatever I want now. Um, but... Uh, Going out with him now and actually when he introduced me to this catfish community and you know, seeing Betty and Paula and All the other women, you know saying oh I caught this or I got this and you guys on Facebook and seeing these pictures I'm like, yeah, I can do this, you know, yeah. You know, when mark first asked me to be on the show I kind of thought I, I feel a fraud I, I'm not really a fisherman and Chad feels like you need to give yourself more credit mm-hmm. So I, I'm really glad to be a part of this
0: uh, I didn't ask you because I didn't think so I I absolutely asked you because I thought so So and I actually you know, I, I've seen even even most channel I've checked out most channel and she pretty much sets out to do what she she wants to do So I, I had full you know not just hopes, but I believe that she's going to take away from this, and hopefully, we'll get somebody else into the community. So, we're looking forward to that. So, um, <laughs> so anybody got any uh, stories they want to share—good, bad, ugly—in their exchanges while they're out fishing, whether it's with the spouse or, 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 or uh, other people out on the uh, out there fishing alongside you, across the lake, or whatever. Um, how do you deal with the? I guess my question is, how do you deal with the with the heat? I know there's probably a lot that's applied. To, at least that's what I'm I'm starting to gather from taking a little deeper look into how uh, uh, the ladies have to deal with with things in fishing. Is there anything you want to bring up? Did you say how you
4: deal with
0: the heat? Well, not just the heat as in the temperature, but the oh. heat. The heat. <laughs> I'm
4: like what? Let me see if I can phrase
0: that a little better. I know you... There's, do you think you guys put a... Never mind. I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that. Uh, I know I was going somewhere and I went there.
3: Uh. <laughs> okay, I, I think I have an idea what you mean there, Mark. So, the second tournament that we fished in, Little Girl, uh, maybe... Eight years old or so um, Caught, I mean, a nice Size fish, and Actually, it was The first tournament, sorry Um, And I actually It was the first time I had ever held my Catfish up to get a picture taken To see the different Looks on all the guys' faces From, oh, this cute little girl Caught this huge fish, and what the heck Are you doing, woman? I was kind of (laughs) like I'm doing the best I can. I didn't get this at her age. So, age in this. You just don't realize it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly but kind of what I meant.
3: you know, I, they don't need to know my story. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to take away from it um what I need to take away and it is a positive. Mm-hmm. That little girl, I'm happy for her, you know well and she got that from you and that's part of maybe what this is going to
5: turn into being is some of the people watching this particular one are going to go you know if i see a little girl catching fish i'm going to say good job you know because i i that makes me remember i caught a five when i was like seven i caught like a five pound catfish or bass or something was five pounds i remember that on a snoopy pole And I thought, all my uncle and my grandpa and everybody was just gonna fall over. She caught that on a Snoopy pole. You know, like they were just, and I wouldn't even have thought of it as, they just were amazed, you know, that I caught this on a Snoopy pole. So maybe that, you know, kind of transfers over. So we just need to tell everybody good job. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Now my dad was the first person that I fished with uh i don't know if any of y'all are in the uh, barnyard as the goose like me but uh my first fishing pole was a cane pole you know uh i went from that to you know i fished all my life my brothers and of course they're passed away now and my father also and i i just strive to um And and, and I know they're right here beside me, but I I strive to uh, still make my father proud, if that makes any sense to anybody. And I I hope that the people that are watching, especially little girls, um, we can do this. We can be just as good, if not better, than most male anglers. You know, we're all equal you know um i didn't burn my bra i still got it uh you know i mean i'm a female i understand that but we are we as fishermen are all equal and we should be treated equal
5: for our skills
4: and use that do they have
5: have separate tournaments for, for women and men or is it all one big tournament
1: you know, I I'd I'd do tournaments and, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told, um, well, wouldn't you want to start a female bass circuit? I said, absolutely not. Why, would we, why do we need an all female bass circuit? Why can't we compete with the men equally? I mean, there's nothing different between us to the fish. So why do we need a separate circuit? Now I can understand some females might feel intimidated. Uh, they may not want to fish with men just because they might feel, you know, self-conscious or where do I go to the bathroom? Uh, you know, so many different questions. I can understand that, but there's little things that you could do, um, you know, in, in in the guy's world. That's just little, little things to change that you can compete with them, you know, just like anybody else. And so having a different circuit, I think is unnecessary. I think if we want to fish, we need to be able to fish in any world, whether it's all men, all, all female or both. And we it's, it all comes on skill level. I mean, you know, one of the things I deal with hardships is, and it's something I never thought I would deal with is I have technically have sponsors. I mean, we can call there what is their pro staff, but I do have a lot of sponsors and some of my bigger names. I just acquired Mercury and i deal with Daiwa and, you know, and I get guys that they don't say it to my face, but I hear it, you know, in the background, she only got it cause she's a girl. She got it. because She got it because she can, she looks nice in the shirt. She got, you know, and, and, and I didn't know a lot of guys on the best circuit could say, you know what? I seen her work, her freaking butt off. She deserves it, you know, or some guy, you know, so yeah, it's a different market. Some sponsors may want to get into the female market. They are looking for females. but I got to tell you, just because I'm a female doesn't mean I have to, I, I don't have to work as hard. I have to work harder because I have to prove myself to these guys because they'll, even if I win a bunch of tournaments, they'll say, well, that's nice. Maybe she got lucky. Or, you know what, she does work her butt off, but I'd rather put this guy on my boat than her because, you know, they feel more comfortable. You know, whatever the excuse is, there's still going to be that male-female barrier. So we have to kind of step up work a little harder to, to keep what we have and maybe some more of the guys and maybe over time things may change. But is it a big issue? Not necessarily. As long as you have the work ethic and you bring a lot to the table, those guys will respect you. They will. Over time, the yeah, right most of them will. Yeah, the right guys will.
5: I was about to say probably most of them.
4: Yeah, and use that yeah. to drive you. I mean, that negative energy drives me. It right. makes me want. It makes me want it so much more. It pushes me. So, I mean, in all honesty, as bad as it is, it's kind of a good thing too because it really pushes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it makes me want to do better. It just makes me want
2: to be like, I'll show you. Exactly. Just like Violet was saying, you know, just because she's a girl and she gets out there, you know, Oh, she's a girl. Well, don't underestimate her because, you know, or any woman angler, because, you know, we can do what these guys are doing. We're, we're, we're already doing it. Um, we don't have to expose ourselves. You know, we can throw our hat on. Uh, as long as we know what we're doing, get out there and do it. Because we are teaching or showing the younger generation that women can do exactly what, men, I mean, there's some things we can't do. But as far as fishing goes... You know, I read my own sonar. You know, I go without my husband a lot of times. You know, I know how to find them. I know where to look for them. You know, I know what bait I want. Uh, I know how to operate the boat. And all women need to do this uh, because I feel like that uh, one of these days we're going to be the top names of fishing.
0: Or I hope we are. I'm smiling because this is exactly why I had you ladies on here. I love hearing it. Uh, I got some comments. Here. We have a question from uh, uh, Stan. Uh, do y'all think your uh, the overall opinion about women fishing, women and fishing, is changing?
4: I think it's getting yeah. a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You do That's slowly but
4: surely. Yeah, it's slow. I think it's slow.
1: I mean, being in the bass tournament world, um, a lot of times actually. Almost all the tournament summon. I'm, I'm the only female, and and does that intimidate? No. Do I do I notice? I notice just because I kind of give myself a little. Oh, I'm the only girl here. I can you know I can fish with these guys, but they don't look at that. You know, it, in the beginning when I first started the tournament fishing, I remember there you'd have that doc talk. You know, the doc talk in the morning. Everybody be talking to everybody and nobody be talking to me because I think they were afraid of how to talk to me. And I think one of the guys swore. They said they swear when he goes. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I go and then my tournament partner who knew me. Immediately stepped in and said, oh, no, you should hear her on the water. When she loses a fish, she's got her mouth like a trucker. So you can swear all you want It's fine. And then, you know, they loosen up over time. So I think it's just it's about getting out there. We have to get out there and kind of make ourselves known and kind of like I want to say, like kind of get the attention through our work, through our skill, through how we present ourselves. In and in like I, I always want to be more classy. I still want to, you know, represent female. You know, I still get my nails done. Um, but I don't mind getting them dirty, you know, and I'm going to be the first one to drag that fish out of the water if in, and tell the guy to step aside if he can't do it. And I'll be the first one on the trolling motor. If he says, I can't do it, I said, I got you. I'll do it. I, I got your back. But you know, it's going to take some time and it is, it is changing. It's changed over the year, but they have to get to know us and know what we're capable of because they, I think a lot of, especially the good guys, they don't know how to treat us. They don't want to offend us. But they also want to give us our time, our, our our spot, our way. They don't want to be in our way. They want to give, you know, they don't know what to do. They're kind of like back and forth. So we have to kind of make them more comfortable by saying, "Hey, this is what we can do." And if you have any questions, open up the conversation. Then, you know, and they'll eventually come around. And and then next thing you know, then you're like just one of the guys, and which is really the goal. My my overall goal really is to have the guys say, "You know what? I want her in my boat." over any one of you because of what she can do and you guys can't. That's my goal. I don't care about winning the tournaments. I care that that guy says i take her in my boat over anybody else because of what she can do. That's the biggest thing.
2: Right. When I fish tournaments, yeah. it has absolutely nothing to do with the money. It's the mere fact that I'm out there to catch the next biggest fish, you know, and whether it's 10 pounds, 20 pounds, a hundred pounds, preferably a hundred. But, uh, that's, that's, that's the fun of tournaments for me. Uh, it's not about the money. It, it's about the sport. It's about the sport.
0: All right, real quick. Okay. Uh, say something. So, something like how, and, and I'm probably guilty of it as well when I'm around a lady, when we're fishing or whatever. Um, my mother beat it into me to be polite and, 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 and a gentleman and open doors and stuff. Do I stop doing that when we're fishing or should I keep doing it?
4: Don't stop. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't stop. But you, you'll get don't to know your, your partner to the point where, you know, I, I still have some of my tournament partners will still, you know, they'll grab something for me or if the, you know, we're grabbing the fish out of it's a big bag of water. They'll say here, I'll hand it to you, and then I'll grab it and walk down the list. You want to do it? They said, "Go ahead, you take it." But you know, yeah, it, it, it's still a fine line because you, you know, like like I was saying before, the guys don't know what to do. They should. Should I be the gentleman? Should I let her do it? Do I say something? Do I not say something? You know. So I think you just have to get to know the person you're fishing with. That's the hard part. I agree. agree. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. a balancing no, act that I'm trying to.
2: Yeah.
0: To, to get even online. Still be <laughs> a
2: gentleman. Right. Still be a gentleman. I mean, you know, we all were raised with morals. Uh, be a gentleman, but I, like Violet said, when I get that out there on the water, I cuss like a sailor. You know, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> every one of us, right? I mean, it, it's just, um, I'm going to assume that most each one of us were somewhat raised as a tomboy or you know, around brothers or whatnot. And, you know, I cause like a sailor if it don't, you know, if it, if it don't happen or, you know, uh, King gets in my way, I'll either trip him or cuss him, you know, whatever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being married to a gang boy. Well, and
3: then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that uh, you know you still want to be a gentleman and everything. But if you know you're saying here, let me take that, and I'm going. No, I got it. Don't keep being the gentleman and saying no. Let ah. me take it for you. If I say I got it, I got it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm guilty not out of disrespect, but just out of try out of the you know trying to be kind and and helpful. So. You got to cut us some slack too when it comes yeah. to stuff like that and know where it's coming from. At least once you know the person. I know there's a lot of people who'll be like, oh, well, the little lady can't handle this and the little lady can't do that. I know a lot You'll of people. You'll
2: be guys surprised. Who,
0: I, I know, but I also know Enough. men who aren't like that, who are trying to be supportive and trying to play that quote unquote masculine role um, that that they were brought up to, to play. So I guess it's give and take and
2: knowledge. Hi, I keep nails too. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There we go. And and like, uh, I know Betty Jean catfishes and D catfishes. Do y'all love? I mean, uh, most of us, I know Betty Jean's a nurse. uh, When a catfish breaks your skin, they can give you you know an infection but uh i love them battle scars you know i don't want to put gloves on anymore i love them battle scars i i mean yeah yeah do you know you can take the slime off the catfish and put it on that and it'll heal it that's
4: i've heard that i've never tried it i just um Battle scars are great, but battle scars for me are for when I'm retired, because I don't. Right. Want, I don't want to risk getting anything with what I do.
2: Right, and see, I, I, I'm I'm not nursing right now on account of my mother and my grandbaby. So, bring on the battle scars. There you go.
4: Yeah, I mean, like I'm not scared of it or anything like that, but I I am scared of diseases, so I don't want. to right. Yeah.
0: I don't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron says Run says to rub it, rub it on its belly. You know, yeah, I've heard that too. I didn't know whether to believe it or not, so uh, mm-hmm. I'll have to try it the next time because I, I get cut up pretty bad. So,
2: yeah. uh, a catfish is like a. Um, A tongue on the outside. The whole catfish is like one big tongue with all the little sensors and stuff. It's amazing. If you do, if you research it and study it, just like the book I I sent you the name, Betty Jean, get that book. It's kind of expensive, but uh, I mean, it is awesome. You will learn so much.
4: I'm anxious to read it. I'm I'm going to get it. Yeah,
2: it's thick. You know, but it, it's worth
4: it.
5: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say there's a lot of really good comments in the chat that have been going by. We see those guys. We're seeing them. It's just we're all talking and we can't address each one. But a lot of people have said some really good things um, about our
0: conversation
5: that we're having up here.
0: Good. Well,
4: that's
3: right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm trying to catch them for you ladies as they come by.
3: Yeah. I'm ready to learn. Yeah, that's a really great thing about this community. They um, are backing Mm us.
5: I think so. I'm ready to learn all your tricks. Everybody's tricks need to tell me because we're having separate tackle boxes, and so it's on. And all I have, I keep telling everybody this, and you guys think I'm kidding, but I'm not. So we're gonna, we know we're gonna fish for bass and catfish first, and all I have right now is bass stuff because I either bought, I bought these two little lures for bass, these two little bitty things. And then I had a friend give oh, me, this is all I have. You think I'm kidding. And then I had a friend send me like four of these little froggy things. But so four of them, four <laughs> of those, and two of those, and that's it so
1: far.
4: Oh, you I'm going to yeah. well, yeah. give you a secret. You want to have the secret to Yes. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry, buddy, Go ahead.
4: No, you're fine. I said you have to start somewhere, though. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't just... Come out with every, you know, piece of equipment yep. that you need, and you don't come out slaying these massive fish all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You have right. to yep. start out, and it's not just throwing it
5: in breath, the water, right?
4: You mm-hmm. run into all kinds of issues, but you learn from right. every single one. Don't stop, keep going. Yeah. That, oh,
5: yeah,
2: that's one thing my husband told me. You've always got to be teachable. You know, if somebody suggests something, whether you like it or not, listen to it, uh, vice versa. You know, use it if you can use it. And if not, then, you know, appreciate the fact that they wanted to teach you something. Because as long as I've been doing it, uh, I'm always teachable. You know, if it's going to help my game, I'm teachable. I'm, I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm.
5: And Violet, yes. what were you going to
1: say? I would say that really the trick to bass fishing, if you really want to know, it's not, there are no tricks. It's the one that's going to outlast, be the one that to outlast everybody else, because I'm going to tell you right now, when it's 30 degrees out and those fish aren't biting, it's the one who's going to cover the most water and cast the most. And it doesn't matter what you're, I mean, really not a lot of times, as long as you're within a, a small ballpark of what the, the baits are, which is basically anything that moves in the water, sometimes if you go to a tournament and you ask everybody, what did they use? Every single one will give you a different answer because they did. They used something they were just confident in. They just cast the hell out of it and mm-hmm. they cast in the right spots and they just happened to get some good fish. Not saying that bass fishing doesn't require skill. It absolutely does. You have to knowledge about a lot of things and and be able to have some common knowledge. But when it comes down to it, you just got to work your butt off. You got to get to the water, you have to fish and you have to fish and you have to fish. And the more you fish, the better you become. And it's little by little. I mean, there's not, I can't, I can hand you the magic bait, the one that I'm catching everything on right now and right next to you, and you won't catch a darn thing because you yeah, haven't had exactly
5: the water. And Betty yeah. was telling me, right. whoop, Betty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Betty told me in a chat one time, she was like, it depends on where you live. It depends on what state you're in, on what lakes there are and stuff like that. So I just, you know, was trying to get basic stuff and get that going and then I'm just going to practice. So I have a question for you guys. So if I'm practicing, what do I, what do you just put a weight on the end of your fishing pole, like to practice in the backyard to try to hit certain spots? Or how did you, is that yeah, what you would do? Yeah.
2: That'd be a good way to, to practice casting if you're catfishing. Uh, right. Just get out there and try it. Get out there and try it till you figure out what works for you. Right. Okay.
1: Find a nice. local spot. Like I have a local pond in my my subdivision area that it actually you almost can't get snagged on anything. Except the bowl. There's nothing down there that just gets snagged. Wow. There's fish there. But it's a great place just to sit and cast. Nobody's there. Uh, it's just a small little place gets you to cast, learn how the, the lures affect um, you know, how, how they're affected in the water and how they affect the fish. Exactly. Just find one spot that you could just go to at any time of the day. You're not gonna be bothered and just play. And do and you know one okay. thing I want you to do. That, you know, guys in the, in, especially in bass fishing, there are rules. There are unspoken rules. There are rules There. oh, I don't throw this bait on this day because this is happening because the wind's the right direction. Every guide says, oh, yeah, we all do that. I'm the person to say, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite because it doesn't make sense to me. You've got to look outside the box. Yeah, there are certain things you want to go by. Um, you know, there's there's certain no-nos that, you know, you, you don't want to do certain, certain something a certain way because it just doesn't make sense. But don't be afraid. To think outside the box even though you're taught differently so, okay. even though like most guys will say you can't throw this in this type of condition well that's fine but try it for yourself and okay. see if you get a different result because you may take that knowledge put it in your back pocket and say you know i'm going to come back to that later because you know i can't tell you how many times the guys are like well we're only going to throw this and they they throw it all day and they don't catch anything like, oh the fish aren't biting I'll throw something completely out of the ordinary because it makes sense, not just because right. it's, I picked out of the tackle box. I actually have a reason for it, and I'll catch them. And they'll look at me and say, "Oh, you're that's nonsense. You didn't use that." Yeah, I did, but that's okay because I, that's, that's not that's my part. I thought outside the box. You know, you have to be teachable but also, be, you know, kind of make your own path. You have to be able to think outside the box.
4: And when you get the mechanics down of it, the casting and different things like that. You're right. gonna start catching fish, and as you start catching fish, you're gonna learn what you're doing that's working for you and what's not working for you. Right. So, I mean, it's it's just a process. It's kind of like trial and error. Try it if it works, okay. If it don't, okay. And then, what didn't work for you yesterday might work tomorrow. I agree. You just never know. It's okay. Yeah.
5: So I'm gonna do it and get it on film, you know, and tell um, me what I did
3: wrong, <laughs> Betty. You're you're be like, you really don't do you that." You <laughs> I no, think no, this no, is like um,
4: success comes from time on the water.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That's where you got to put your time in. in. You have to put your time in, right? And I can't tell you how. That's just like okay. So I've fished lakes forever. And I've just recently started fishing the river. I've hardly, and I've fished the river now for months, a few months. And I have caught only maybe two or three fish. But I'm putting my time in and I'm learning every single time that I go. And the river is a completely different body of water than a lake. I have current, I have all kinds of different things that are being thrown at me that I'm not used to. And no, I'm not going to go out like I went out one night on the lake, caught 17 fish. I go out on the river and maybe catch one. But I have a heck of a lot more time on the lake. I know the lake. I know where the structure is. I know where the fish are. And a lot of times that stuff doesn't change too much in a lake. It does, but not like it does on the river. So you just have to put your time in.
2: You have to factor in uh, the bite, like summertime is one of the hardest bites you have. Uh, You do mostly drifting, dragging, bumping. Now we're going into fall where the water temperatures are dropping and these fish are starting to move because they're hungry, Uh, you know, they're trying to fatten up for winter and uh, when it gets colder, we anchor more. Uh, from now till probably June, I will be on the river more than I will be home because that's to me the best bite. Uh, you and know, they're, they scatter in the summertime and they stack up in the wintertime.
5: When you say anchor more, you mean anchor the boat more? What do you mean right. anchor? I just throw the, the
2: anchor out. You know, I, I look on my sonar. The downscan, side scan, I, I, I find what I'm looking for, I'll move up about 50 feet, and I'll anchor down, and I'll, you know, let my rope out as far as I want it to be, and then I cast out. Now, that's a wintertime mostly thing. Right. Uh, which, uh, I fish the Duck River in the state of Tennessee, which is the only continuous flowing river in the state of Tennessee, and it's it's just like right now it's hot for you know the winter bite. Now when we pull out onto the Tennessee Kentucky Lake, you got your main channel and then you have got your you know your lake part that was flooded. And it you know in the summertime they're scattered. It's hard to it's hard to find them. But as long as you find um, cover, you know structure, uh, mouths of creeks, ledges. You know the right kind of bait. Like uh, where Betty Jean fishes, she may be close to where a dam is, and cat, uh, skipjack are running really, you know, really hard. In my area, we don't have we have skipjack, but not as prevalent. So their go-to bait in the wintertime is gizzard shad. In the summertime, believe it or not, is Asian carp. Uh, in the heat of the summer. So, you know, you, you got to find what bait they're after, give them a variety, whichever one's hitting the most, then that's their go-to bait. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: And you're going to learn their habits because fish have different habits depending on seasons and different things like that. I mean, like Paula said, in the winter, they stack up. They're scattered in the summer. They like different things at different times of year. and I mean, think about it. You can spend one whole year fishing and figure out a few things for each season about the fish's habits, about what's working for you, and it's a very minute part of learning the whole process. Overall, I
5: mean, just just learning what things are, like what, like... Mm The, and I st- I won't ever call them what they're supposed to be called, but the the things the little clips to take one lure off and put one on I don't even know what that's called, but I bought some, you know, and because and I thought well how many of those are you going to have, you know how many times are you going to change that out? But we still bought some, you know, and and I'm sure that you know over time I'll learn all that. I just need to get the vocabulary, you know. It's just like homesteading. When I started doing this, I didn't know what a what a T-Post was when I first moved here, honest to God, T-Post. Did not know what a T-Post was. And and to not know that is What's craziness. People just need to learn more. <laughs> so, But and there's a lot of things. There, to pay,
4: attention, pay attention to what other people are doing, because a lot of times other people um, fish that area, and you'll see what they're using, how they're using it listen to the conversations that go on. I have learned so much by listening to people while I'm on the bank or listening to people out in the boat or watching what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, And you just got to kind of take it all in and try it. I mean, you never know until you try.
1: Yeah. You have to immerse yourself in it because you're not going to memorize everything. I mean, I was the same thing. I would have a plastic and there's a million different plastics in the bass fishing world. And the guy, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the will be like, "Well, I'm using one of these things," and I'm like, "And I'm, and I'm kind of afraid to ask him what that is," and he's like, "You know what that is? Everybody uses that." I'm like, oh, "I have no clue what that is." And half my plastics are in a box. I took them out of the plastic, uh, the bag, so I can't even tell you what half those plastics are. That's why I keep them all mm-hmm. in all the, the plastics um, in their bags. But it's it's immersion. So the more you're around it, the more you're just going to pick it up because if you have a passion for it, next thing you know, I mean, you'll rattle things off. I. I was asked to do a seminar on bass fishing. I was absolutely frantic. I had no idea. I'm like, what am I gonna talk about? I got nothing to talk about. I'm a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. Next thing you know, my seminar I went from 45 minutes to an hour and a half because it just flowed. And I and mm-hmm. it's like it's a passion. And so oh,
5: ever. And, then just, ever and afraid.
1: You, I immersed myself in it. So you have to be around it. It's like, you know, time on the water, get around people like, you know. Uh, Betty, uh, Betty Jean said you need to be listening to people and watch people because all that exposure, next thing you know, you're going to rattle things up and go, wow, I didn't know I knew all that.
5: And yeah. that's why I listen and watch all you guys now. It's because it's like that's what I did with. Yeah, with homesteading stuff. Well, now I I look at each thing and I try to study as much as I can and learn as much as I can so that it is in kind of in my psyche of, okay, this is how I do gardening. Well, this is how I do catfishing. Well, this is how I do bass fishing. You know, so it's all a challenge to... Try to get all of that knowledge, I guess. I've always been that way. I'm not afraid of <laughs> anything, Muskrat. Do not worry. <laughs>
1: I, I, I
3: like
1: think of. One of the I to. I said, Don't <laughs> be Because I gotta tell yeah. you in tournaments, the same person never wins twice. Hardly ever. If you're winning twice, you're winning yeah. the lottery. I mean the guy who's uh, in the top three next week could be in the bottom fifty. And that's, it's, it's like that all the time, it's even the best. You look at best – I mean, I'm, I can only speak for bass tournaments, but if you look at the pros online right now, they're in uh, Lake Chickamauga right now. Some of these guys, they did fantastic at, at some tournaments. Some of them didn't even qualify the first day. And it's these great guys. You thought, oh, wow, this guy, I thought he won everything. No, not necessarily. It's mm-hmm. just – it's not the conditions. Maybe it's not the type of fishing that he's used to. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to fail, and everybody's going to win at some point. So don't be afraid to try anything.
0: Exactly. One of the things I really like about fishing is taking somebody new out fishing. I don't care who they are. And and one of the things that the first thing I tell them is fishing's all about um being confident. And the best way to get confident, pardon the expression, is you know, lather, rinse, repeat. Keep doing what works and do it over and over again until you're confident with doing it. That goes back to when Mo was talking about just casting. There's nothing that gives you more confidence than looking somewhere, wanting to get a bait in that spot, whether it's artificial, live bait, whatever you're fishing for. And when you can start doing that a little more confidently, you're going to grow. And it's simple things like that. It's just use those building blocks and keep repeating them until they come natural to you. And before you know it, you're going to be like, you'll be, Kicking all sorts of guy ass all over the place. (laughs)
5: That's
0: been the only one
5: (laughs) I'm
2: worried about. You know, some of the top anglers uh, may come in first place this week. Next week, they might not even hit the top 50. You know, I'm not going to say it's a luck thing. I'm just going to say you've got to. you gotta learn not to spot fish. Go to, go back to the same spot, same spot, because them fish are not gonna be there. Uh, you know, you gotta learn to fish different types of water. Uh, my next trip is gonna be to the Mississippi, and I'm so excited. It's just unreal. Uh, now, Violet, my husband is a big bass fisherman. I just I don't go with him. (laughs) I like that that feel of that uh, whatever's on the end of that line trying to jerk me out of that boat. You know, that's the feeling.
5: I want to be able to have a picture at some point. Like all of you four had in the thing, because I had nothing. So I just sent my homesteading picture, and I'm over here in the corner because I got no fish. I got no picture with the fish. So a piece of art, fish. There's a fish up there. That's all I got. You but, will.
4: You will. Yeah. You get one. You get one. Get one. And I'm You're gonna all you
5: guys when I first get that big one. I'm gonna be like, look.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah, <on>. yeah you <laughs> get. it you're, look, Paula, okay, Paula has an 88 pound PB blue, okay? Paula's been fishing a heck of a lot longer than I have. My PB before last week was 15 pounds. That's not much to a lot of people, but it's still my PB. So mm-hmm. I went to Alabama and what I do, I caught a 27 and a half pound blue cat.
0: That's my Ooh. new PB
4: that's not big to a lot of people, but that's huge to me. You mm-hmm. might get really? a five pound fish tomorrow yeah. and it's your PB. It's that's yours,
3: right. girl, yours. Right. And be proud of it. Right. Girl, you be proud of it. That's you right. Willpower.
4: That's right. And I
2: can go out tomorrow and I can catch a 20 pounder. And I'm just as excited with that 20 pounder as I am my 80 something. It's all about the passion and love of the sport. You know,
4: And that's true, and if you watch Paula's Mm -hmm. videos, you see that. i seen her catch the 88, and she just posted a video yesterday or something of like a 38, and she was jumping up and down just as much as she was with that. It's not always about numbers, but when you have your PB and you have what's making you happy and you're one-upping yourself each time, it doesn't matter about the numbers. It's all about you. Right.
5: Mm -hmm. And for us, too, it's also, I mean, I know we'll – catch and release and catch and release but for us too it's also another self-sufficiency thing right. for us you know like to have fish
4: mm-hmm.
5: you know to catch our own fish.
4: fish i keep i keep some small cat fish i fish for crappie. i mean there's fish in my freezer mm-hmm. so yeah. the biggest thing is i don't keep big fish i want i want i want our reproducers out there to stay so gotcha. because I want to yeah. keep fishing and I want our kids to keep fishing and I want our grandkids to keep fishing. So the conservation is very important, but it's not wrong to keep small fish.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, uh, <clears throat> My husband and I are doing proposals right now for the state of Tennessee because we want changes in the regulations. And we're big on conservation, and I'm big on contamination. So any fish 10 pounds and under, 6 is ideal. It's great to eat. Don't eat the fatty part of the fish. Uh, that's where you get your contamination. So um, just you know um i'm i'm like uh betty jean said uh i don't like pay lakes uh if they're farm raised that's fine but you if you and i've got one just started up in the county over from me and if you're going out and taking fish out of their natural habitat, wild fish, and throwing them into a pond, you know, they call it a lake, it's a pond. They're not used to that. They're gonna die. You know, I pray to God that my 88 pounder is still swimming out there somewhere, but more than likely he may be in a pay lake. His genes are important to the future of our fisheries. You know, and that's why we like to catch and release.
0: You were gonna try and say something, Violet? I saw you try to chime in. Or do you have to get out of here?
2: No,
1: no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Violet's got uh, tournaments tomorrow and Sunday. She's a busy lady this weekend. Good so luck, Violet. Love Violet. Uh, yeah, yeah good yeah, luck. Thirty
1: mile per hour winds, and then I think it's 20 degrees for a low. I'm gonna be out there at 7 a.m. in my. It's, yeah, I'm in my boat. So this weekend. So I have a back. The
2: eight forty out. Watch the weather report, and if they say uh, winds are going to be 5 to 10, do y'all double that? Pretty much. That's something something Ken taught me, that, you know, if they're saying 5 to 10, it's going to be 10 to 20, you know.
1: Depends on where you're at. I mean, the lake that I'm going to? It's if they say five mile per hour winds, it's more like 15. I think Mark, you can probably you probably understand Lake Geneva. Yeah. And it's 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 and when they say it's going to be 30 tomorrow, oh boy, I better be on the non wind side. Although the problem with that lake is the fish like they bite on the wind blown shoreline. Yep. So um, I'm going to be on that trolling motor quite a bit (laughs) tomorrow and keeping my balance. Yeah.
0: Get the ice gear out.
2: I know. Nice, I made my husband. He he does a radio show every Friday night, and I said, uh, "Carry one of them propane tanks with you because I want it filled up because I'm going fishing tomorrow and I want some heat." <laughs> <laughs> now why?
5: So Keith Stapper said, "Twice caught fish ain't no good." Why would he say that or she? Twice Do what now? Fish. He said, "Twice caught fish ain't no good." Does it make them? I don't understand what that means.
0: I don't know what it it, it means either.
5: Twice caught. Mm hmm. Like if it's been caught twice, it isn't any good. Like to eat. Uh, I wouldn't
2: know. I mean, I guess if you if you release it and then turn around and rehook it within five seconds, that would be
0: a bomber. But. Uh, <laughs>
2: you know
5: um, i think so i
0: think somebody just doesn't think that fish should be released maybe that's what he meant maybe he needs it for his freezer um okay Okay. catches and keeps yeah let's see what else we got here um, i've got a
2: four-year-old grandson i've got a nine and a four and the nine-year-old he loves to fish and hunt he's mostly archery hunting but my four-year-old he will cast his reel out and you, if y'all know anything about having kids or whatnot their attention spans about 30 minutes and they're off to something else he will squat down and wait for that pole. i mean all day long and uh, he said nana I'm gonna. When I grow up, I'm gonna catch your big fish, and I hope he does. You know, I mean, of course, my big fish will probably be gone, but I hope that he continues to do this because our our youth has a very ugly future ahead of them, and the more we teach them to be outdoors doing outdoor things, the better off they're going to be. You know, uh, boys and girls. Yeah.
3: It yeah,
0: teaches great. them problem solving, self-sufficiency if needed. Uh, it gives them the enjoyment of being outside. You know, um, I, I had um, I had someone on here um, from, uh, I had Denny from uh, um, tactical fishing or tactical kayak fishing. And he says uh, a kid can't hold a cell phone if he's got a rod and reel in his hands.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that kind of stuck right. with me. So take that for what it's worth.
2: Yeah,
0: they don't mix. Ladies, we're over an hour now. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Maybe you could talk about uh, if you have some sponsors or, or, or you're pro-Sefi for anybody. Would you like to give them a shout out, maybe?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. I would love to. I mean, uh, one of my best sponsors uh, locally, Lake County Water Sports, um, those guys are amazing. Um, they are the ones who helped me with my boat. They put me in the boat that was perfect for me. I I, I didn't know how to drive a boat. I, I'd never driven a boat. I think I drove a pontoon once because I rented it, and the guy showed me how to which ways go, which way stop, and this is how you turn. Um, and I do have to give credit to my tournament partners. I mean, granted, they're guys, so the way they showed me how to uh, drive a boat was sit down and um, drive. And I was like, what do I do now? You'll be fine. Trust me. So um, the guys at Lake County Water Sports put me in my boat. They found the best boat for me. They rigged it. They took me out on their lake on the lake, and they with one of their guys and said, "This is what you do. This is how you handle." And they were very patient. Um, they've, they have said, "Call us if you have any questions. Anything you need, we're here for you." And um, and they've set me up in the absolute most perfect boat. I got an aluminum bass boat, a Lumacraft with. Uh, well, it was an Everrood motor. Now I'm with Mercury, since Everrood doesn't do, uh, they're not going to be doing gas motors anymore, but. They've been awesome. And um, and of course, uh, another gentleman, Grant Rods, he's actually a local um, rod um, manufacturer. He's been doing it for 37 years. Never knew about him, because um, I wasn't in the, in the fishing world. And once I got to know him and his company and his product, um, they, they taught me a lot, quite a bit, about fishing and the right gear. Because I got to tell you, there's a lot of gear out there, and I can understand if you want to save some money on gear, you know, like, Mo, I want to let you know, yeah, it's great saving money gear. You're learning. It's awesome. Don't spend the money if you don't have to. But as you start to grow in fishing, go ahead and start and learn what your gear can do for you. Then what you do is you buy the gear that solves your problems. You don't buy the gear for the brand. You buy the gear that solves your problems because everybody's got different problems and different skills. So um, And, like, Grant and Rods, they've been phenomenal with, with teaching me about that and and helping me and, you know, getting me exposed in the fishing community. They've also been great about Getting me out there, giving me a chance to do seminars and and trade shows and talk to other professionals. So those those guys have been fantastic. So thank you Lake County Watersports and and Grant Grant Rides. You guys have been amazing.
2: Uh, my I've got several sponsors, but my my two biggest is Steve Douglas because I feel like that he has some of the best products out there. Uh, Steve has helped me a lot. He's taught me a lot. And uh, Chris Flores, Muddy River Catfishing Rods, he has been super, super, super great to me. And uh, I think he's going to have a surprise uh, at the Catfish Conference with a new rod. So y'all, y'all might ought to keep in, I don't know, keep in the loop on that one. i got to keep my mouth sipped on it. Uh, tack on cat hooks. <laughs> And, uh, Mo, I'm going to tell you, I caught my 88-pound catfish on a Walmart rod. So that goes to show you, you don't have to start, you know, with the greatest or whatnot. But as you progress, you want to upgrade because, you know, uh, things can happen. You know, you want a better product, a stronger product, and whatnot. And I'm at that point, and... And uh, that's why I push uh, Muddy River catfishing rods. Chris Flores, I mean, he's got some of the best rods you could ever ask for. Uh, he's got a new one coming out first of the year. I'm not going to say anything else about it. But, uh, and, and for instance, Steve Douglas. <laughs> Steve Douglas is the catfish. You know, he's what started catfishing. And his rod holders. You know, they are the best, and he's he's got uh, rods, he's got uh, uh, braid line, I mean, he's got everything, so uh, I'm pretty proud of them, and and one of my very first sponsors was uh, First Stop Outdoors which is a local company, and he is a bass, big time. He puts on a lot of bass tournaments, but he saw something in me, I guess, that no one else seen, and uh, he made a post that uh, I consistently catch large catfish weekly, and uh, he sponsored me first, and that, that probably meant a lot you know, more to me because he's a local friend.
0: That's awesome. I have a sponsor. She's upstairs in bed watching. And you know, TV. Mo,
3: if you have a local, <laughs> if you have a local bait shop, they're usually more than willing to talk to you about you know different things and help you understand what you need. Uh, we have a place here called LaTonia Bait and Tackle. Awesome people. You know, if we're looking at something, they'll be like, "Oh, we, you know." Have seen this in action. These are the issues that other people have had with it. These are the good things about it. So they may be able to help you out there too. Okay. And don't go targeting at first, just catch a fish. Mm -hmm. I mean, truthfully, Chad targets catfish. I fish for whatever bites my hook. I'm happy.
5: See, we went up yeah. to, I don't know if you guys know what Shields is. Have you ever been to a Shields? Yeah, I yeah. So We that. go to Shields and we're like, oh, let's go look at fishing poles. And you're just like, right, overwhelmed, There's, right?
0: So i got to
2: find the one that,
5: that fits you. Yeah, That's what am I? Bought you know just because they're cute I,
2: I, I love those, those are mega Bastard dark
1: sweepers i know exactly what those are <laughs>
5: i bought one that's, i bought one that's a half ounce and i bought one that's a quarter ounce and i left the, the clerk guy pick them out i said pick me out too i gotta take something you
2: You get it and i can't oh, yeah. wait to see you six months from now or a year from now because you you will have oh, gotten yeah. it you know, and and each and every one of y'all, uh, me included, we're uh, we're already established, and there's nothing but up from here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I refuse to go down. I'm going up, uh, with the support of of other women and men, um, and I think we're I think us four. I start to say six, but you're a man. Uh, us four are making a way for other women, and never ever sell yourself short. Don't ever sell yourself short because you are just as good as the next person.
4: I was in your shoes two years ago, Mo. I've been there. Trust me. I'm nobody, nobody big. Nobody big. I've just put in. I've just put in a couple years of time, so I'm starting. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm catching bigger fish. So, I mean, bigger to me. So right. you'll know, you get there. You'll get there. I started knowing nothing, nothing. I mean, I fished with a worm on a hook. That's what I did. I fished for exactly. anything that <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that either yeah. because I still love catching bluegill. I love catching right. crappie. Yes. And that stuff, that doesn't change. I mean, but yes, and now I do target now. Um, But I still can go out there and throw a worm on a hook with a bobber and catch anything under the sun and have a blast. Yeah. So, yeah. Just
2: don't. I want to say it has been an honor to be on this. I want to say panel with each and every one of y'all. It it has truly been an honor, and I hope someday that we can all fish together.
4: Yes, that's gonna happen. I want to
0: see pictures cool well we
2: might show pictures we
0: might not i want to thank you ladies for coming on i really appreciate it uh we're well over the hour and I, i thank you very much for your time i hope that uh uh the people out in the audience especially uh uh the not the regulars because i know a lot of the regulars in here know exactly what's going on and and some of the stuff being spouses and such and knowing people you know who fish and stuff that they can realize and, and appreciate what the additional challenges that ladies do have in fishing um thank you Thank you, Mark. There you guys made my, my night easy tonight. And when I got tongue-tied earlier, that's because I didn't know how to say what I was going to say, but you guys said it great
3: for me, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's me that's Thank a that trying to cut out. I'm trying to figure out how to talk to you without talking down to you, which I can definitely understand what you guys are saying. Not that I would. I
2: mean, it it was, even if you talk down to us, we will correct you.
0: Oh, thank you. I,
2: I, in a hot minute, I like that. I
0: like that, my ladies, I like strong ladies. So, and I'll, I'll five er that. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Good luck on all your tournaments. Good luck this weekend, Violet. Good thank luck in you your nice. endeavors. You Starting Mo, Betty. You had a great week. I, you got cool Let for them know week. that.
2: Let them know
0: that tomorrow's Violet's twenty first birthday. Violet, <laughs> twenty one tomorrow. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) That has to do with something that happened back in 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 the green room. But yeah, thank you, ladies, very much. Have a wonderful night, and thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and keep doing what you're doing.
3: Thank you, everybody. Good night. night. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank Thank you. Good night.